What's up, everybody? I'm Mike Posbon, and you are listening to part three of episode 17 of VGM Generation. And with me, as always, is Aaron Blauchuk. Welcome. <laughs> and joining us uh, for now and many episodes in the future is Norm Gerhardt. Hello. So uh, what happened is Jordan uh, is just a little too busy to be doing podcasting, uh, pre- preparing during the week and uh, podcasting every Friday. So we said to him that take all the time you need. And uh, so he, he'll he be out for an indeterminate amount of time. And there is no one better I could think to fill the role than Norm, who's joined us many times in the past. So thanks again, Norm. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. So Norm will be our recurring special guest. <laughs> Probably the most musically inclined of all of us. Yes, for sure. Yeah. So he brings uh, lots of knowledge to the podcast. But uh, it's uh, this series of episodes. We are talking about puzzle games and it is Aaron's turn to go first. So Aaron, what do you you have for us? I picked a game that had puzzle right in the title just so I knew it was uh, legit this time. There you go. I picked a game from the year 2000, the distant future year 2000, Pokemon Puzzle League. And 2000 was the height of the Pokemon craze for sure. I think uh, it was it was the year before that that the Pokemon, the first movie, came out in theaters. Okay. Which I saw in theaters twice. <laughs> it was a good one. If, if people remember. I still, yeah, go oh to, yeah. I still go to a local uh, ramen restaurant where they frequently are showing the Pokemon movie on like the TVs there, so I'll have to stop and watch, watch Ash try and take down Mewtwo. Yeah, oh no, I remember. It was, <laughs> it was a big deal. Did you get the card? There's a card? Yeah. I remember for the first showing, uh, you could get like a special Mewtwo card. <gasps> and it was like a knockoff Pokemon. It was it it Is was like an official Pokemon card, but it looked weird. Like it didn't look right. Was it holographic? Because Yes, I believe it was. Yeah. Then I do have that card and forgot where it came from. Yes, yeah. I absolutely have yeah, that card. Yeah, I remember all my friends going and getting yeah. that card and I was very jealous. Yeah, I have it. So Yeah. You still want it to make your friends jealous? Because No, that, I don't think any of my <laughs> friends care anymore. <laughs> It's probably worth a lot if you go on eBay. I'm going to check that out now. So uh, Pokemon Puzzle League for the N64. It was uh, developed by Nintendo Software Technology, or NST. They are Nintendo's North American game development branch, actually. So they uh, are based in the U.S. Oh, I didn't know that, and that explains a lot. (laughs) They have a lot of... uh, Actually, Nintendo did send a lot of Japanese developers to help them out over the years, but they were actually a joint venture. You know, uh, if you know DigiPen... Yep. The school that sort of the game development school that Nintendo has a big hand in. Um, NST was sort of developed in uh, in joint venture between uh, DigiPen and Nintendo. So to actually make a studio out of people who had come out of this program and some people who were actually teaching in this program as well. And for a time, they even shared the same building. I'm sure that uh, increased their, uh, what's it called, like their signups to the school when people <laughs> figured out that Nintendo was like hiring straight out of the school. Yeah. And developing real Nintendo games. So, yeah. yeah. Very cool. And Pokemon Puzzle League was one of the first they've developed. I think they developed uh, like a Game Boy Color game very first, but it was in that era. So Pokemon Puzzle League was the third game that they ever developed. Okay. Cool. And uh, so Pokemon Puzzle League is not really an... It's not an original game when it comes down to it. It's actually based on a Japanese series called Panel de Pawn. And uh, some, a lot of people in North America may actually know that from the Super Nintendo game Tetris Attack. So Tetris Attack was sort of the, the idea behind the gameplay. And this sort of like took that concept, exact same gameplay, and gave it a Pokemon overlay. So it had uh, the symbols on its... To describe it, it's your standard like match three style game. So you've got like a rising field of like blocks that kind of come up from the ground and you rotate them and swap them. You don't rotate them, but you swap them to match them up and they fall and create chains and that kind of thing. So there's different colors with different symbols on them. And in this one, they were all symbols of the different uh, element types of Pokemon. So if that reminds me of um, another game I wanted to talk about this uh, this month, but doesn't have that great of music, which is... um, what is it? Super Puzzle Fighter Turbo <laughs> 2 HD, I think it's called. <laughs> but it's like, it's Super Street Fighter, but it's like a puzzle yeah. game. Yeah. And uh, it's the exact same style of gameplay. Yeah. So. With the I've, gems and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And then you build like, as you as you put the colors together, you build these giant gems and then it they the bigger the block you destroy, the more gems drop mm. on, your, on your enemy. And so it's now, pretty fun. 
I mean, I, I believe with um, Tetris Tech and with uh, Pokemon Puzzle League is that you're just basically doing things in lines. I don't think it's like Super Street Fighter where you actually build huge blocks and then yeah. break them apart. Oh, okay, it's more Tetris style. Just where dropping, it's, it's like single, like in a row rather yeah. than you can like actually get like huge com- combo blocks like uh, like that one. There was another game. I, I, I played a little bit of Super Street Fighter, uh, puzzle, Super Puzzle Fighter, but there was another game that I played that I don't know if I've ever talked about on the podcast, but it was called the Puzzle Pirates. Okay. And it was actually a game where you role play as pirates. It's a massively multiplayer online game and everybody's a pirate. You join a crew and you sail around on a ship and to compl- to actually make the ship go, er- all the pirates have different puzzles that they perform. So somebody's pumping the bilge and that's a specific type of puzzle. Somebody's working the sails and that's a specific type of puzzle. I think you, yeah, you did talk yeah, yeah. about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, and everybody even, has to do it to make the ship run. Yeah, exactly. And the, and the better you do it, your puzzle, the more efficiently the ship runs. Yeah. And then you run into like other pirate ships and you have these massive battles, the sword fights and the sword fighting puzzle was super puzzle fighter. Exactly. That exact thing. So, and you have like a big group of pirates on one side, big group of pirates on the other side. And as you break blocks, you send garbage to the other side. And like, if everybody on your team is breaking a ton of, at at all at a time, you're like overwhelming the other side with garbage. It was actually, (laughs) and you could specifically target who on the other side you wanted to take down. And it actually, one other game (laughs) to go on to continue this tangent was uh, Henry Hatsworth. The puzzles underneath were same sort of thing. Yeah. So, and I, I considered actually talking about Henry Hatsworth for, for the uh, for this, this episode, this theme, this, the, the yeah, puzzle theme this month. But yeah. we've talked about Henry Hatworth. I have, Hatsworth yeah. I think before, I'm, so. I think it was my pick for my favorite uh, DS generation yes. yeah. game. So, and that's a, that's a really good one that I never did beat. So yeah, I, me either. Too hard. <laughs> that game <laughs> is crushingly really difficult. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but anyway. So Pokemon anyway, Puzzle League. Oh, back to Pokemon Puzzle League. So the music in Pokemon Puzzle League, I will talk about. Um, this soundtrack, I'd kind of forgotten about this. This is a. This is a strange soundtrack because most all, all of the music in it was not specifically composed for this game. It was actually originally composed for a music album that was released uh, to capitalize on the popularity of Pokemon. So there was an album that was released called To Be a Master. And it was songs that were written. Some of them were actually in the anime. Yeah. And some of them were written specifically for this album, all written by the same people. So it's by the people who actually did like the theme song to the show and stuff like okay. that. And there was a, a song where I think it was in like the first few episodes of uh, the anime where Ash was leaving Pikachu behind. They were like parting ways. And there mm. was this really sad song. Very sad. And uh, that song's on this album. Okay. Plus so, several others. And it all ties in. So they got the voice actors and everything to do lines for some of the songs. But, and that album was written and produced in three and a half weeks. So they slapped it together just yeah, to like, sure. get it out there. <laughs> but I bought this album, which came out in the summer of 1999, and I love this album. This is my summertime album. <laughs> this is an album where if the, if the song comes on, I cannot skip the song. Yeah. I have to listen to it. Especially if it's in the summer. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. This is my driving around summertime album which is awesome and the fact that they took all these songs that's the nerdiest and, thing i've ever heard oh absolutely <laughs> wait wait it gets it gets more nerdy <laughs> okay <laughs> so they transcribed all these songs into the game and i'd forgotten about this like it's been a long time since i played pokemon puzzle league i actually uh, didn't own it during the n64 era when i had an n64 but i did buy it eventually years and years later i found a new in the box copy at a discount clothing store that didn't sell games winners it was winners. Okay. <laughs> they did not sell any other I, games. I've actually seen game stuff yeah. there before, and that's why I guess that. And that was the thing. It was in it was in a bargain bin there. Yeah. And there were no other games, just Pokemon Puzzle. So League. weird. So yeah. So weird. <laughs> which is which is awesome. Which is why every time I went to winners, like from that moment after, I'd always check to see if there were games in there and never again. The thing I always saw winners game related was uh wow, this is a real tangent. Uh was um those uh you remember uh, it was like Mid two thousands or early two thousands, they they would do um, those controllers that had a bunch of games in them. Oh yeah! So it would just be like a Genesis controller, and then there'd just be the RCA jacks that you would like plug into your TV, and it was like thirty games in one or yeah, something yeah. like that. I would always see those, and I remember they had one that had like Sonic, the full Sonic series, so one, two, three on it, and I think with the knuckles, and I always regretted not buying that because <laughs> it was like ten dollars, and well, I was like, this would be fun to have just for. For shits and giggles. To give some random Canadian stores a plug, is you find that sort of stuff in that 
winners chain all the time. Winners maybe not necessarily, but that's that chain chain also owns uh, Marshalls and HomeSense. Yes, and you can find that sort of stuff at HomeSense all the time. Yeah. So yeah, for our American listeners, Marshalls is your winners. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, like yeah, I mean, even if you go to a lot like uh, like home design places, they still sell those little like joysticks, thirty and yeah. one kind of kind of yeah. nonsense. Well, yeah, Bed Bath Beyond has Bed the uh, Beyond. Genesis. The Genesis has the, has the like. Knockoff Genesis. The knockoff Genesis, with, yeah. which has wireless controls and also accepts cartridges. It's yeah. got lo- preloaded and cartridges, but as we may have even talked in the past. Yeah, I was going to say. We have to give the warning. Yeah, it's not quality. It apparently doesn't play some cartridges, doesn't play a lot well. And the big th- issue with it is the sound chip, yeah. which is terrible. So, And yeah. that's one thing. Of Especially course, relevant know. to us yes. is that the sound sucks. <laughs> yes, and since so they couldn't it. emulate that properly, stay away. Yeah. Yeah. Instant disqualifier. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, as I said, so most of the songs on this came from uh, To Be a Master. One of the songs actually did come from Pokemon, the first movie. So they took a song from that as well. Um, I'm going to talk about just some sort of <laughs> another weird personal song uh, stories about these, uh, these, this album, and specifically this song. So the song from the game that I chose is the title track, To Be a Master, which in the game is Ash Ketchum's theme. So... It plays if you're playing against Ash, I guess, or as Ash. It doesn't, it doesn't, I, I was trying to check it out and I don't remember it coming up in the main storyline, only when you were like playing uh, special two-player battles. But uh, the song To Be a Master is actually the song that taught me uh, about the different types of Pokemon. Like, oh, okay. It was in the song. So grass, it- fire, ground, flame, electric, water, rock, flying, ice, no more bu- normal, bug, ghost, fighting, and dragon. And psychic. <laughs> So I remember all of that in that order yeah. because of that song. Okay. Yep. Does it go through like the relationships of what's strong and what's weak? It does not. Okay. <laughs> the actual <laughs> lyric really in the song is, but first you got to know about the different types, grass, fire, ground, flame, electric, water, rock, flying, ice, normal, bug, ghost, fighting, and dragon. And don't forget about psychic. Okay. So that's the actual lyric. It doesn't tell you anything beyond that's that. That's a man who's listened to that song <laughs> one too many times. Oh man, I got it. And here's the other story about that is that, like I said, in 1999, that was my song of the summer and I was listen to my car all the time. And uh, I actually bonded with a friend over that album. We like we, she was in the car a lot. And so we were sort of listening to that album a lot. So we, we both learned all the lyrics and it, uh, we made a pact that, uh, when in the future she would get married, I would sing the poke rap in its entirety, (laughs) all 151 Pokemon (laughs) at her wedding. Yeah. And, and five years later, uh, I married her. So, Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so I did, did you I did, did you not, do it? I did not sing the pokey rap. I oh, did sing I'm at so the wedding. No, 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 no. I sang something at the wedding. I sang a different song at the wedding. It wasn't video was game it a po- themed. Um, it was not a Pokemon themed one. It was a substitute for that because I figured since it was her wedding, my wedding, her own wedding, I wouldn't subject everybody to that. But no, you should have done it. Yeah. I, I, instead of doing this other one and rehearsing this other one, I probably could have learned the whole pokey rap. Yeah. But better use of your time, clearly. <laughs> probably. <laughs> if I'd put that effort and time in, Little I probably you would know. remember the whole Pokemon. Years today. later, you'd be playing Pokemon Go and you'd be like, I need to know all the Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And well, I mean, even when that song comes on now, is that, and though I didn't memorize all of it, like I'll still, still be able still to like pretty much the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. Like every other verse, I'll be able to like follow all the Pokemon in sequence. So yeah. the uh, original 151 Pokemon are, are burned into my brain because of all of this. And they're to me, they're the only real, true Pokemon. That, yeah, that whole I think thing's. for for everyone who played the first game, they're like, there's like, there's the one fifty one, and then there's everything else. Exactly. There's Geodude, Diglett, and Pikachu. That's all I need. <laughs> that's what you got. <laughs> that's, that's all. You, that's your that's three. All I need. <laughs> that's your team. Yeah, Jigglypuff and Jigglypuff and Charmander, and that's all I need to remember. So, yeah, me it was always uh, like I always wanted the original three, just because yeah. of the because uh, of the anime, right? So yeah. it was always. Oh, you want Pikachu because Pikachu is the cutest. Mm-hmm. And then you want, you know, Charmander, Bulbasaur, and Venusaur. <laughs> and then you're good. Yeah. I actually and maybe have... Meowth just because he's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have an orange yeah. cat named Charmander, actually. So. Yeah. Charmy for short. Charmy for short. Yeah. Which was... And you're wearing your Charmander shirt. How, I am. How appropriate. <laughs> it was... Uh, the name Charmy actually was the name that I gave to my Charmander when I played um, Pokemon oh, Red. okay. So when I play Pokemon Red, you can nickname your Pokemon. Yep. And that was what I called my Charmander. It was Charmy. So that's where the name of my cat actually. Do you have came a from. Charmy? Do you have a Charmander named Charmy in Pokemon Go? <laughs> um, yes, I do actually yeah. have a Charmander named Charmy. Better. Okay. <laughs> so should we listen to the song? Yes, let's listen to the song. I, one th- more thing I'm going to mention just while setting this up is that I wanted to credit the composers of this. 
there were a lot of composers in the credits for the game. And so... Yeah, because of that album, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I'll give the credit to the producer of that album and one of the writers of the original To Be A Master song, and that's uh, John Loeffler. Okay. And so the, John Loeffler was one of the writers. He wrote most of the songs on that album and produced the, the album as well. And uh, as I said, this song is To Be A Master, as heard in Pokemon Puzzle League. extra effort into this one than I normally do in that uh, I grabbed the song is actually split into two parts so every level has a normal mode where you're just playing and it's sort of like slower tempo okay which is and then yeah and then there's a panic mode so when it rises to a certain level yeah. the music changes and becomes panic level okay so I actually took the na- normal music and the panic music and I edited them together so in the song you will hear a tempo switch halfway through okay where cool. it goes into panic mode so I actually did a little bit of editing to this one which is more effort than I would use <laughs> so it's like the classic uh, Super Mario um, you know when you're running out of time yeah exactly exactly yeah. this is your your hurry up kind of mode but it, it is a lot different though mm-hmm. like it changes it, the music changes significantly it does it does like they didn't really lead in together and I, I actually when listening to a lot of the songs there were like good start points yeah, or end points just a hard everything cut. <laughs> kind of like faded in or faded out and it was or or had a like a totally hard cut that didn't fit into a good place so i was like rearranging and making sure that like mm. the song made more sense compared to the original song now you'll actually hear a little bit of the original song to be a master during the outro of the podcast so just to get a little bit of a comparison there yeah we're gonna yeah we're gonna put that at the end so you guys can hear where where it comes from and uh, another story, I want to get this in here as well, because uh, since I mentioned my wife and how we had bonded over this album to be a master, as I promised her, because I wasn't talking about it specifically, that I would talk about the music to her favorite puzzle game oh, okay. very briefly, <laughs> because <laughs> she kept wanting me to do it, and I told her that's not enough music to actually feature it, but uh, her favorite music is the jingle that plays when you finish a crossword on the New York Times crossword puzzle app. <laughs> not even that's a song awesome. just the jingle just a jingle see and that's the funny thing so i went looking for as as i do if i ever have a hard time i generally scour like reddit and stuff looking for you know looking for ideas and a lot of people's like favorite puzzle music are from like apps that um have either like really repetitive or very little music, but it's like, I spent 3,600 hours playing this app. So I, this is my favorite song. <laughs> and it's just that total nostalgia thing, right? Like mm-hmm. it's like, a, I get that. It's like bubble bobble where yeah. it's like the shortest loop in the world. Exactly. And you've heard it a billion yeah. times, but, but you I love still it. Love it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, uh, have you played a ton of Pokemon puzzle league? Are you, are you good at it? Here's yeah. Cause I haven't, I haven't, I do I, uh, own it though, but I, I haven't again, played a lot of it. Yeah. I own it. I played a little bit of it at the time. I never really got super good at it. Okay. And then my uh, my N64 actually got lost. I don't. Yeah. I don't know where. Have my you still N64 not found that N64? <laughs> no. This is gonna be the. This is gonna be like the recurring question every month. At the end of the month, I'm just gonna ask Aaron. Have you found your N64? <laughs> I have no idea where it is though. So I've got the cartridge for this game, and it just kind of sits there. And yeah. I would love to play Pokemon Puzzle League again. I would have done it last night while preparing, but yeah. I don't know. Gotta I, find that. I have a story about. 
skill in Pokemon Puzzle oh, League. Perfect. So <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't play it when it was when it was new and hot, but I did play Tetris Attack, and that's kind of where I cut my teeth on that game. Um, in high school, I'm from a, from a really small town, and I didn't have a lot of gamer friends. Basically, I had one gamer friend, and we loved Tetris Attack, and we played the heck out of it, and we were both really good against each other. Um, <laughs> now, oh, Tetris yeah, Attack, yeah, yeah. like, and just to mention, like Tetris Attack, because it was the same game as Pokemon Puzzle League, they uh, like it had the head-to-head mode where you would actually complete things and send garbage yes, to the other player. Correct, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was, I think it was... So competitive multiplayer. Yep, competitive multi. And, and like I said, we were really good against each other. And being from a small town, I came here and I was at another friend's house years and years later and he had Pokemon Puzzle League and I was like, oh yeah, I'm really good at this game. I'm going to challenge him. <laughs> I'm not very good at this game. <laughs> he, beat, he beat me really bad. It's, it, you know, it's that classic <laughs> story of Smash Bros where you play Smash Bros with your friends and you're like... I'm so good at Smash Bros. I yeah. can beat all my friends. And then you like go online and you're like, I'm not good at Smash Bros. Well, <laughs> here's another story about that is that uh, I learned that because um, Tetris Attack was the original incarnation, but it didn't have the processor speed to really make it a good competitive game. But the N64 mm-hmm. version, Pokemon Puzzle League, the processor was more powerful and you could do things like swap bricks and move your cursor around the screen faster. So it actually oh, started so it was to a become, faster game. It was a faster game. Uh-huh. So it started to become a competitive thing. And even more so when people had emulated versions is that it actually made it into competition because using the keyboard up to people's response speed even more mm. than using the controller. So a lot of people would play it and also allowed you to play online. So people would play this competitively online. It really upped its its sort of game. Yeah. Uh, Did you see that the awesome games done quick or whatever? Uh, they have, there's a, there's a, uh, sorry, a Pokemon Puzzle League like time. There's a world record for Pokemon yeah. Puzzle League and I watched a little bit of it. It's, it's like blurry. Like the guys memorize yeah. the puzzles, right? So it's just, you can't even see it. I I didn't watch I didn't watch any like world record holders or anything yeah. like that. But in preparation, I actually did watch. Um, I watched two players play mm. at a very very high level. Yeah, <laughs> and I was just I couldn't I could not believe it. Like they spent most of their time, and I don't even know how this works. Is like once the garbage builds up, and it's like even above the screen, and you can see they have stuff backed up. Yet they're somehow still playing fast enough. To, to like, clear things off. It's like, probably they're playing so fast that the co- the computer hasn't registered yeah. that, that the game is over or whatever. Well, it's like they looked like they were dead dozens of times <laughs> over. And even when the person won, I'm like, oh, the person I was rooting for lost. No, they actually won. I don't even know what, what just happened. Yeah. Like, I could barely tell what was happening. You haven't because got deep it was enough so, into the Pokemon Puzzle League community. Oh, man, the way they were just anticipating things uh, ahead of time, it was, it was ridiculous. I don't have that kind of response time. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. All right, Norm, what do you got for this? This week. All right. I'm going to talk about uh, the game Lemmings 2, The Tribes. Um, I picked Lemmings 2 as opposed to Lemmings 1 because Lemmings 2 had a much more diverse soundtrack. Um, So Lemmings 2 and Lemmings were developed by DMA Design and published by Cygnosis. And I don't know if anyone remembers Cygnosis, the (laughs) publisher. Well, I remember it because uh, I remember actually going to like computer game stores back in the day and there would be like monitors playing Cygnosis ads and stuff like that. This really psychedelic lettering that was almost impossible to read. You knew it by, they had like an owl's face was kind of there. I always used to think it said psychosis. Yeah, (laughs) I I know. And and what made it worse is they had uh, kind of a sub-branch called, it was like Psy something else. And I don't even, I don't think I ever was able to read it, but it it was red instead of purple, which... But anyway, um, yeah, they were a big publisher of PC games back back in the DOS days and Amiga games, I think, as well. Well, I, w- I want to ask, too, because um, I played a lot of the original Lemmings and Oh No More Lemmings and Christmas Edition Lemmings. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas and I never actually played <laughs> Lemmings 2 Tribes, so how does it differ? Yeah, so just just a bit of background on Lemmings itself. is It's, it's a puzzle platforming game, and basically you have um, a number of like basically a pack of lemmings that that they drop into the platforming environment and then they um, they kind of walk aimlessly. And if you don't tend to them, they'll walk off cliffs and or walk into traps, et yeah. cetera. So you're given, you're basically playing God. You're given these tools like um, you can make them dig, you can make them build staircases, any means necessary to get them to the exit. And it's, it's this really rich uh, puzzle platforming environment that, you know, it has 
destructible terrain. You can dig and blow up lemmings. It has, you can build your own structures and stuff, which was pretty new for its time. Yeah, even on the PC, you could actually load in like uh, like bitmap images and turn them into levels. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? I think Worms had that as Worms well. Worms did as well. Yeah, I, remember yeah. were, I actually <laughs> remember making a Worms level that was the uh, startup Face. screen to Metroid. No. No, it, was, it, was, it was the uh, screen of Metroid when Samus first appears and it's got like the enemies and everything. Yeah. And I used that as a Worms level. And it was, That'd be an awesome Worms level. Yeah, you'd think it would be an awesome <laughs> didn't Worms work. level. It sucked. <laughs> okay. <laughs> looked great. Yeah. So, yeah, I did that too with all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I'm just, I Probably was Metroid think of, things as well. Probably. I was just trying to think if I could remember. But yeah, <laughs> usually my brother's face or something like that because I was a big jerk. I was like, let's have warfare on your forehead. Come on. Um, <laughs> That's funny. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, anyway um, Lemmings 2 then kind of expanded on that idea. Like you said, you played Oh No More Lemmings and the Christmas Lemmings, mm-hmm. and they were sequels to Lemmings, but they were basically just more levels you had of all the, the original same, yeah, yeah you had all the same abilities it was basically just an expansion to the existing game yeah and, and the only difference with the christmas one is i think they put little santa hats on the that's lemmings. yeah i think think you're <laughs> right um oh and I, we should mention too is that when, if you don't know this game we say they are lemmings but they don't look like the animal lemmings they're their own thing they look kind of like a sock puppet with a mop of green hair yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. sock puppet with a mop of green hair Hair wearing a blue sock puppet. Yes, (laughs) exactly. And the color was just, I always figured it was just a limitation of the colors that the the computer had available. Yeah, exactly. Because they had like purple robes, pink faces, and green hair. Yeah, very, very weirdly colorful game. Yeah. So funny story about that that I was reading just in some of my research is that the Lemmings, it's a very, very small sprite. I think it's like eight by 16, maybe even smaller. Mm. Um, they have a pretty, pretty decent walking animation. Oh, for their, their motion size. is super fluid in all of their actions. I always love the bridge built, the one that builds the staircase. Yeah. As he like oh, pulls yeah. the bricks out of his back and he places them in front of him and he just does that repeatedly. Yeah. There. It was really nice. Um, and that's actually why the game exists in the first place. If, if what I read is true, is that they had an older game where one of the enemies was that lemming sprite. It was a oh, an okay. older version of it, and they really liked the walking animation. They said, "How can we use this?" <laughs> and they, because it was such a low fidelity sprite, they could they could use a ton of them on the screen at the same time. Back yeah, in the day, that was take a up thing, much memory. right? Yeah, yeah. And so, you get hundreds and hundreds of lemmings. You actually can control their release rate, so you can like pour them yep. out of the entry, <laughs> entrance. <laughs> yeah. Fast forward button. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. So lemmings two uh, to anyone who played through the first one. Two, I found well for me, it was a it was a huge treat because it, you went from having I think a set number of maybe ten abilities. I'm not sure what the the actual number was, but I think they expanded to about fifty abilities. Oh wow! <laughs> so you had like yeah, you had it, it's worth playing if yeah. you like the original. I highly recommend tracking it down. Um, but yeah, you had like ice skating lemmings, kayaking lemmings, pole vaulting <laughs> lemmings. Um, this sounds awesome. Was it PC exclusive too? No, PC, no. Amiga, Sega Genesis, Super mm. NES. Uh, it was ported to a lot of systems. Was so, it best on PC? That's probably, yeah, what did you play I could, it on? You can probably With, find it freeware on yeah. PC now, right? Uh, I, I imagine it's probably... I, I think it's available. Yeah. I don't know if it's classified as freeware, but yeah, you can get it. I've... Forty dollars on Steam. Well, no. yeah. when's the last time that whoever Psychosis doesn't exist, exist anymore? Yeah. No, they and were purchased by Sony, I think. Yeah. So oh, really? Sony probably owns the license to that, and it's not like they've done anything with the Lemmings license in, no. in years and years. Oh, don't say it. They're, we're gonna get like a terrible like Lemmings movie. Three <laughs> D. It's gonna make like a three D Lemmings game, yeah. and it'll be awful. There was a, a pl- VR Lemmings game. Yeah. yeah, there was a platformer called Lomax, and you were this knight. Lemming, and you had to go around saving other lemmings. Oh, okay. And the, the sprites were really good looking. I don't know if the game was any good. Oh, I think okay. it was one of those games where a lot of effort went into the graphics, but that was kind of where it ended. But I, I can't say I never played it. And um, sorry, speaking of platforms that lemmings appeared on, I mentioned that I'd played a lot of the original lemmings back on PC in the day, but the last time I played lemmings is I actually had an emulated version of it on the DS for my R4 card. So I spent a lot of time on public transit. And I, I got to tell you, like playing Lemmings on the DS was awesome. Like that's a with great the touch screen, yeah. with the touchscreen. That is a great, great format for it. Mm-hmm. And whoever did the port to the uh, DS homebrew scene did a great job. So <laughs> that was that was awesome. Cool. I was going to say, how did they get? How did they get? Uh, 
touch screen touch screen controls, but it was the guy who ported it. It was the guy who yeah, it was the guy who ported whoever did it. Who, That's awesome. was able to emulate like the mouse kind of controls with the touch screen. Yeah, and, and it works so well. It's it could be an official version of the game. It's one it's one of the best ways to play the game. I'm surprised <laughs> that there was never a Lemmings for the DS officially. Yeah. yeah. So since you asked for Lemmings two, I would recommend a mouse input. Um, for if no other reason that that one of the abilities is the super lem and you click on him he grows big muscles sports a cape and you can basically move your cursor around the screen and he'll follow you wherever you go and <laughs> get him fly anywhere. through ter- terrain or uh, just fly on no i think if he hits terrain he loses his ability again like worms it does sound very worms super worms yeah. yeah anyway um so the the other thing bringing us back to the music was the in addition to being all the different abilities, there were 12 tribes of lemmings. They were called tribes, but they were just themes. So there was space lemmings, um, highland lemmings. Um, there's there's a 12 of them. There's, I don't know. Pol- <laughs> you don't have to list all 12. Polar lemmings and yeah. <laughs> yeah, all like the cliche. And they all had their own theme music that kind of catered to that, to that um, tribe. Um, and I really liked the music. The one thing that set it kind of apart in music was that it didn't, like a lot of PC games of the day, use MIDI music. It used, and I should say the day was 1993, um, it used mod music, which was something common on Amiga systems, but not on PC systems a lot. And what a mod is, is basically, it's a song that contains its sample information with itself. So every individual track would be a file with all the samples in. So you had a lot more dynamic uh, access to a lot more of a dynamic sound library than you would with a MIDI. Yeah, with MIDI, like basically the samples of the instruments are contained on your computer or whatever part of the driver is, right? Like exactly, whatever your yeah, driver the is. sound card. And so if you were to like change your sound card or change the driver, you would get different results playing right. the same song, right? So the other thing was, is it allowed consistency between... Uh, uh, Consistency among different platforms. Yeah. So anyway, um, the tribe I chose is the Cavelem tribe. Um, so this is lem2cavelem.mod, and I should say the composers, um, the credit for Lemmings 2 was, well, they called it a music triumvirate of Raymond Usher, Brian Johnston, and David Whitaker. Uh, so yeah, this is lem2-cavelem.mod. <laughs>
got the let's go and everything in there. Yeah, I threw that in there. Yeah. <laughs> Did you re-edit this? For th- uh, I just put the let's go in, yeah. the, in the lightning glass. <laughs> so that sound, in the original Lemmings, it was the sound of the door opening. I think yeah. it went brrrr. But in this one, each tribe had a different... Uh, a different sound effect. Mm-hmm. It was the cave lemmings, so you know it was the thunder and lightning because that's really mystical to to <laughs> cavemen, right? So oh, I see. Okay, I think that Power was the, the idea. Gods. Yeah, and yeah, there was a club basher ability, of course, because they're cave lemmings. So. Did they look like kind of ca- like have the heavy brow or whatever? Uh, they have a Flintstones tunic. Yeah, they, yeah. There, so there's there's uh, the box art has all the different kinds, and yeah, the cave limb on the box box art looks like a classic Flintstones kind of kind of yeah. style. In the game, they were the same old sprites. Oh, okay. A bit different color for each tribe and stuff. Like the Egyptian tribe, I think they were a darker color. So Makes sense. These weren't bigger sprites than the original Lemmings. These nope. were the same sprites. Yeah, oh, yeah, same sprites. Okay, I'm in my head. I'm if picturing broke, much more yeah, elaborate, elaborate art. So yeah. was I. But I guess if it ain't broke, right? Yeah. It's, actually, this game sounds awesome. I want to play it. <laughs> like It sounds like a lot of fun because I like the first Lemmings. I miss Lemmings. It's, yeah. yeah, and it's it's a tough, tough game. And I so each tribe has, I think, 20 lemmings for a total of um, I don't, 10 or 20 lemmings. Anyway, the, the goal ultimately to get the gold medal or whatever is to save every single lemming in the game. So whereas lemmings, in the original lemmings, you would have exploders, which yeah. would basically sacrifice themselves to yeah. blow up terrain and help you get to the exit. Sacrificial Sometimes lemmings. you had to, I think. Yeah, yeah. it's... And you do have that option, but it's possible to finish the game and save every single lemming, which I've never done. <laughs> um, it's a tough game, I, which I really want to go back to and, and try that out. So yeah, I, I used to. I would always try that because, of course, to pass a level, you just had to get a certain percentage. Yeah, but you know, and then you could sacrifice as many as you know. It would tell you your sacrifice. Yeah, you could perso- see how, like how many, many that, you could. Right? Yeah, yeah, how many you had sort of left that you were able to sacrifice before you were over the limit, right? Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, like I would, I was very big into like saving every last one, and I put a ton of effort into it. It wasn't, I, and like you said, in the original, it wasn't always possible. Yeah, I, I think, I think you would like lemmings too. Oh, and sure. Yeah, um, and the other thing was, you'd start with your twenty lemmings or whatever from this tribe, and you would only go to the next level with the number you saved. Oh, really? So you oh. could save just one lemming and play through that whole tribe. Mm-hmm. I think pretty tricky. Yeah, pretty <laughs> pretty tricky on both ends, right? Because you need the other lemmings to set things up. So yeah, yeah. There's another thing about the original lemmings, and I don't know how tribes actually handled it. Is that you could make a lemming because they always walked in one direction until they hit something, and then they'd bounce back and go the other way. Yeah, and you could make one lemming basically be like a traffic cop kind of thing, where he'd hold his arms out. Yeah, and then you'd bounce off. But once that guy was a traffic cop. That's it. He yeah, was, he, he was, was stuck, stuck there. Yeah. yeah, you could you could only really explode him. I think you could dig under him, and that would reset. And that him? would release him. And yeah. you you actually have to in some of the later levels, if uh, I recall. But it's the lemon tricks because <laughs> you have you have the miners that dig yes. diagonally down. You would have to either do that at the right spot or dig diagonally down about half of a lemming height and then do a basher, which would yeah. dig. Uh, horizontally, yeah, and that would release him. But <laughs> oh, man, other I, than that, as you mentioned them, I'm suddenly I'm seeing all the animations. In my head. <laughs> well, I'm going like I'm going deep into the data banks for yeah. this one because uh, the only time I ever played Lemmings um, as a kid was I used to go to um, my my uh, parents are from Windsor, Ontario, and we used to fly back every summer just to visit all the relatives. And one of my cousins had a. a a pretty good computer for the time and had lemmings a and 86. Yeah. Well, I don't know what it was. I have no idea, but, um, uh, but pretty decent computer and had lemmings installed on it. And as a young, as a young kid, you know, I, I, I had my Genesis at that point for sure. And I was very interested in video games and, uh, I was like, what's this lemmings game? And then sat there for like three days and played lemmings. So, but, and that was like the only time I ever played lemmings. I never got it later or anything <laughs> like that. So, so yeah, all these, as you guys are saying stuff, it's like bringing back all these memories of the guy building the stairs, pulling yeah. the bricks out and all that. So DOS box, here we come. Yeah. Yeah. It's great stuff. All right. Well, I guess that's on to me then. And, uh, it's, I could not have picked a more perfect game given the two games that came before. <laughs> because uh, the game I picked is called uh, Mario vs. Donkey Kong March of the Minis. 
and it is made by Nintendo Software Technology that Aaron talked about, mm-hmm. and it is basically a Lemming-style game that Norm just talked about. So it's perfect. Uh, the track I picked is the the first level track, if you will. It's called First Floor Mushroom Mayhem 1, um, developed by Nintendo Software Technology and published by Nintendo in 2006. And uh, the music is by a guy called Lawrence Schwedler. Um, and he also worked on Pokemon Puzzle League. So along with some other stuff. So, uh, yeah, like I said, lemming style game, but, uh, and like you just talked about with your playing lemmings on the DS, obviously, uh, this game being on the DS, you control the mini Mario's using the stylus and the touchscreen and it works great, which is, and I'll, I'll add in there is that this was not the first game in the Mario versus Donkey Kong series. Yeah. And, uh, the, the only game I've played in the series was the original, which is okay. on the Game Boy Advance. And this was course, quite a departure from that. Yeah, which and that one, of course, on the Game Boy Advance did not have the touchscreen Yeah, standard controls. D-pad control. Yeah. So, yeah, so this was quite a departure from the first game. And some people didn't like that. A lot of people, a lot of people were not in favor of that because a lot of people liked the first game. But uh, I loved it because this was the first one I played and I thought it was awesome. Uh, the story is a complete throwaway, but um, it's, it's, it's really silly. So it starts at like a... It's Super Mario Mini World, and it's uh, like a theme park that they're opening. And Mario and Donkey Kong are there for the opening of the theme park. And they each offer Pauline a little mini, and she picks the mini Mario instead of the mini Donkey Kong. And then Donkey Kong gets mad and steals her and goes to the top (laughs) of the tower. Hilarious that you know this is this was the resurrection of Pauline essentially as a character, right? So this is the time first. Well, this is the first time she's been she was in a game since uh, the original uh, Donkey Kong on the Game Boy. So, and the other interesting thing is it's, it features like, like I said, like a theme park and we're actually going to have a Super Mario World theme park yeah. soon yeah. in Universal Japan. Yeah. And uh, I'll also mention that I was playing the original Donkey Kong on an arcade machine this morning. And so I saved Pauline just this morning. Well, there you go. Like it's all coming together. <laughs> it's all coming together. And as we know, Pauline is the mayor of New Donk City. Right. Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah. yeah. And also, and also Odyssey. they're, they're. Yeah biggest pop star apparently yeah. <laughs> yeah if you watch the uh the trailer for sorry, mario odyssey mario odyssey i yeah. just blanked right there it's, it's got an original song written for the game performed by pauline yeah the mayor in the trailer of new donk city yeah yeah so anyway um what else can i say about this so this is uh the second of actually seven games in the mario um in the Mario versus Donkey Kong series. Uh, and the most recent one is the um, mini Mario and friends amiibo challenge, which is actually a free game that you can download for your um, 3ds or your Wii U. And um, it's the same style of game, but um, similar to lemmings too, I guess um, as you drop uh, amiibos on your, on your NFC reader, they, every amiibo has a different ability. So there's there's enough levels. There's enough levels for every amiibo that has been released in the, um, I think every amiibo in the Super Smash Bros. series. Maybe not including a few. Like I don't think Bayonetta and Cloud are in there, but um, all the like Nintendo characters are in there. And so there's a ton of different levels in the new game. Well, foolishly, I I actually downloaded this. I have it on my Wii U, and I've never opened it. And I own dozens of Amiibos. Yeah, so you should I, definitely. I'm a prime do. candidate. Why aren't yeah, I? Yeah, no, it's great. Prime? It's it's great. So like, yeah, if you've never played this game and you want to get a taste of it, um, go ahead and jump in. But um, yeah, so yeah, like like I was saying, like Lemons too. So I I have all these. I was playing the game, and I was like, as I'm playing the game, I'm like. This is the most genius marketing play ever because you're like, they let you like see what the levels are, even if you don't have the amiibo. And then it's like, oh, I want that power. And they're like, damn, I need that amiibo. <laughs> so you're like, it's just like, it's just a great amiibo, you know, yeah. sales ploy. Um, yeah. So uh, let's listen to the music. So this is First Floor Mushroom Mayhem from Mario versus Donkey Kong March of the Minis. Bye. 
So, um, some other things about this game. So, uh, the composer did, like I said, did soundtrack for Pokemon Puzzle League. Uh, also, he did, this is going to bring back lots of memories for you guys. I was actually thinking about this when I was uh, re- reading this last night, but Wave Race Blue Storm. Yes. Which I'm sure you played on the tour. Oh, man. Uh, 1080 Avalanche. I didn't play 1080 Avalanche. Okay, that was another uh, GameCube one. Oh, and yeah. then uh, Metroid Prime Hunters, he yeah. also did. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I funny thing is that our a lot of our research crossed over. Yeah, totally. As yeah. Well. So uh, yeah. I, I, I read a lot of the same stuff, and it was it got me thinking about that. Is like Co- Pokemon Puzzle League, obviously, I like the music in, but it's tied back to the album. Yeah. Hunters was, you know, Hunters it, was okay. It was like a tech demo that kind of uh, grew into an actual game, and it was like you said, it was okay, but it wasn't really a true Metroid game. No, yeah, I did buy it, but I didn't, I didn't love it. Um, and and what, then, was, what was the other one that you, that you just mentioned there? Uh, 1080 Avalanche. Oh, and uh, Wave Race Blue Storm, which was yeah. one of the first games that we ever actually got on when the GameCube came out on yeah. the tour. So I, a lot of good memories of about like we had a and I probably mentioned this before is we had a big inflatable GameCube room. So it was like <laughs> right. an inflatable <laughs> tent that looked like a GameCube got blazingly hot and smelly in there. And, but I still have good memories of sitting in there and playing a lot of wave race. Blue Wave Storm. race. Yeah. Um, and the other one actually that I, he uh, worked on that I know you're a fan of, maybe not this one specifically, but rhythm heaven fever. I've never played fever. Yeah. But I know you like, but it, I rhythm love heaven. rhythm heaven. Yeah. And I was desperately trying to find a way to work it into this theme yeah, but it's not really a puzzle game. It's a rhythm game. Yeah, it's yeah. So it's it's on the fringe of puzzle games, yeah. and I really wanted to talk about it, but I I I couldn't quite justify it. Oh, in the future, hopefully, I'll get a chance to talk about it. But um, Fever is one of those games that I should have. I'd love to play. Yeah, yeah. Rhythm Heaven was. I think Fever is on the Wii U. Yes. Yeah. So you should. Yeah, you should definitely pick that up. You yeah. love that stuff. Um, another cool thing about uh, Lauren Schwindler is he actually holds uh, two U.S. patents. Uh, with Nintendo, along with two other guys, Claude Colmar and Rory Johnson and James Philipstein. Um, <laughs> I like how I'm names. in trouble. Like, usually it's Japanese I know, names. And I'm, having, I know. I'm just bad with names in general. Names. But uh, anyway, uh, two U.S. patents for interact for an interactive music engine and a real-time wavetable sound generator. So I, I just thought know. that was cool. Wow, I don't know what those. But you can are. go if you understand <laughs> anything about that stuff. Uh, I know one of the interactive music engine is something I'm always talking about, about just games uh, interacting with you while you play. Or yeah, the music it's, it's interacting basically with real you time you editing of, your, of the music. Exactly. So and actually yeah. I, I went and looked up the patents because Google actually has like an amazing patent search now. And uh, I, I looked up both the patents and um it was funny because I was talking about Fez last week and um, that video I was talking about, he showed off what the interface looked like when he was programming the music and the patent that um, that this composer holds for the interactive music engine, you know, there's always sketches on patents. Yeah. It kind of looks like that. So it was kind of funny. There's that a legal like, case there. Well, I don't know, but, <laughs> but it's just that like, you know, you can see the progression of interactive yeah. music yeah. right there. So that was pretty cool. Maybe this will spark a lawsuit. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> but uh, the last thing I got to say is uh, um, one of the great things about this game. And you, so you never played this game. No, and you've never played this game. It's jazzy though. Yeah, not, not this one. No, yeah, this is. Uh, yeah. Uh, so the one of the great things about this game is um, it took advantage of the DS's sleep mode, where you would just close it, and when you would close it, there would be. Uh, Mario would say things like if you closed it like mid-level like just to put it to sleep um, so he would say stuff like uh, let's play again and I love this game and <laughs> it would let me out <laughs> and he would actually use um, and it actually they used it again in the um, minis march again and mini land mayhem uh, sequels but the one I was going to, I told Aaron, I wanted him to do an impression. And the one he says is I'll do my best impression, but I want uh, you to do it. But it's like, try. Hey, come back here. You big a monkey. <laughs> hey, come back here. You big monkey. Yeah, that's pretty good. So yeah, that's uh, like, oh, it's so fun to just like open and close it and hear all the sound bites. So I kind of want to play the other games to hear the other lines, but, but yeah, that's all I've got for uh, March of the minis. Uh, that jazzy song must have been uh, written by Pauline too. So. Yes, that's right. It's her style. It's, it sounded almost reminded me like of a Sam and Max tune or something yeah, like that. Yeah, totally. Kind of it had that feel to it. Yeah. Uh, well, and it works really well in the like, it's kind of, um, 
Yeah, we've talked about it before, but it's like that Looney Tunes like construction line that the powerhouse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's kind of like that, and it and it works really well with the with the sound effects in the game because you're like building bridges and like and taking out blocks and putting them back in, and the sounds are all like constructiony sounds mm. in the game. Uh, so that like jazzy music works really good with that. Oh, the other thing I wanted to mention uh, was all the other almost all the other music in the. Uh, game are covers from um, songs in the Mario and DK franchises. So there's like a Super Mario 64, uh, Donkey Kong Country, and a bunch of stuff from Super Mario Bros. So this is one of the one of the original compositions, but a lot of the other stuff is like covers in this jazzy style. So <laughs> this soundtrack's awesome if you want to go out and look for more of it. All right, so that is it for our picks this week. And now I just realized I totally went wrong because you guys sat in opposite places. Yeah, we did. So it totally messed me up. Yeah. But since Norm is here, uh, Norm, what have you been playing? Uh, aside from Overwatch, which for some reason, because <laughs> it's a good, never break good game is the reason, but I, yeah. I, I haven't stopped playing since it came out. Um, I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's kind of my full-time <laughs> game. Uh, I recently was uh, on holidays and didn't have any the all i had with me was my mobile so i picked up this game for uh my ipad called reigns r-e-i-g-n-s okay like the reigns on a horse or yeah something. like the reign of a king yes. oh, okay reigns uh, yeah so it's it's fairly simple it's classified as interactive fiction but it's basically a oh, okay. stack of cards and you play this succession of of monarchs and your advisors come to you and you can either answer Yes or no, and you just swipe left for yes. <laughs> so swipe it's like right Tinder, for no. except for King. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That, I, I think, was just going to say. I think that's the idea. That's awesome. <laughs> really simple, but and then there's you know it gets it's not always yes or no, but that's generally the effect. You know, the jester will come up to you and insult you, and you can either call swipe the guards or death. you can yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah you can do all kinds <laughs> that's of things. Awesome. <laughs> it it really simple game. I think it was like a buck seventy five or two dollars or something. Yeah. Um, uh, Pretty good for what it is. Um, so you've been playing that. So, oh, or I guess while you're on your trip, vacation you're playing it. Yeah, on yeah your phone it's good va game. vacation travel good on time your phone. Killer. Time killer. Yeah, and basically the the your high score is how many years you you remain alive. I think my high score is fifty three years. Okay. So is there like a is there a leaderboard? The length of your reign. Yeah, the length yeah. of my reign. There's probably a public leaderboard, but I'm not on it. I have my own. Like it keeps. It basically keeps a timeline of your king, and if you do something really good or really bad, it'll give your your name. Uh, you'll get a subtitle like Norman the Bold, or okay, you know, <laughs> the foolish, the cowardly, or whatever. <laughs> Reminds me of Perfect Dark when you would get like those. Uh, you get your yeah. stats at the end of the game, at yeah. the end of like the multiplayer matches, like most cowardly and lowest ammo or low hunting for ammo or whatever. That was the was. best. Yeah, that was great. Every multiplayer game should they should. Do that, yeah. Yeah. So just uh, insult you. <laughs> <laughs> Give you a title. Yeah. So yeah, Reigns. Um I recommend it because it's uh easy to just pick up and play and it's not uh, Plus it's cheap and we can add it to the list. For exactly. Cheap. exactly. So this is I think our first ever Well, I think there's been other games that have been available on mobile, but this is our first mobile game, I mobile think. Mobile only game as mobile far as only we game. Know. Yeah. As far as I know, yeah. It's on Android as well. Yeah. Oh, perfect. So iOS right. and Android. So perfect. Everybody's got one, right? Yeah. So we're we're covering uh, we're covering the gamut here. Um, so uh, this month we have Ori in the Blind Forest, Castlevania Three on the Nintendo eShop, and Reigns for iOS or Android. So no matter what you have, yeah, whether we got a game for you, PC, Nintendo, or mobile. Yep. And what else is Ori on? I, I, I played it on Steam. I, I think but Ori's it's, on, it's on Xbox. I think it's on Xbox and yep. PS3 as well. Yeah, so. I think it's because it's a Microsoft game. So it's yeah. actually Microsoft um, produced it. Yeah. So we'll, we'll put Ori on whatever you have. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and plus all the games from last time, I'm not going to list them again, but <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll post about it online. And um, the, uh, the way you enter that contest is to interact with us on Twitter or Facebook in any which way you choose. Um, we love uh, we love retweets. We love you guys sharing this podcast with your friends, trying to get more listeners. But um, yeah, absolutely, hop on either one of those services, and uh, you can always find us. Our name is very easy to remember. It's VGM Generations on everything. Uh, you can always send us an email, which I haven't said in a while, uh, at the email address vgmgenerations at gmail dot com. 
And uh, for bonus million entries into the uh, into the contest <laughs> is win. leave us an iTunes review because iTunes reviews are very important in terms of getting the podcast to appear higher up on the uh, podcast list. So iTunes reviews are great. If you like the podcast, leaving us a review really helps us out and gets you a million entries into the contest. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's it for Puzzle Games this week. And we will catch you guys on the next one. Show me what you've got. <laughs> Pokemon, go! Go! go!